Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Welcome to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. We are your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week. Here, covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. Week 7 is upon us. And we start off with the recaps from Week 7, of course. And starting with Grizz Gaming taking on Wizards District Gaming. This game ended up being a very great way to start off the week. We had what ended up being a very, very close matchup. Now, I saw on NBA or on 2K League's website, they mentioned the word scrappy in this game. And I think that is very apropos. Now, uh, coming into this one, you've definitely seen the Grizzlies playing some of their better basketball. And actually, uh, they've gone 3-1 in one so far uh, this past month. And that's something they hope to continue. Now, starting off this game, they did just that. First quarter, they went on an 11-2 run, which is a, a huge way to start off this game. We've seen a lot of teams that start off strong and can't finish strong. Will the Grizz be different in this one? Now, uh, one shout-out we'll give is to D-Double as he was able to really shine. On top of that, you got some really good defense uh, from the Grizzly at times as well. Now, for the Wizards, Reese to God, a big part of why they were able to keep this game close in that first half. And on top of that, 17 points uh, off of 5 of 8 from beyond the three-point line. But at that point... You're looking at a team, the Grizzlies, that while there were moments where they struggled, they always managed to find a way to stay in front. Big portion of that, by the way, Vandy. We talk about how important he is to the Grizzlies' success every single week. Authentic African night in and night out, for the most part, is going to give you a solid, solid game. And when Vandy steps up, this team wins. Going on in the game, Reese DeGod, we talked about him earlier, and he continued to shine throughout moments of this game. And on top of that, D-Double put up a pretty good showing on the defensive end, but Reese DeGod was able to have the best of him at times and was able to find a way to get shots for not only himself, but uh, Dave Fry and G-Man, Demon JT were able to step into the fold as well. Second half, Demon JT especially started to show up. Uh, and he was able to get some open looks and also get open looks for Dayfry. Dayfry is one of those players that if his teammates can put him into good positions, he can really be successful, and this game is no different. Part of the problem you ran into if you're the Wizards, though, 
We talk about how important it is to go on runs. Where was their run in this game? While they were able to put up enough of a fight to stay in the game, at no point did you really feel like they took over for a stretch. And that was really ultimately what ended up costing them. Final score, very close, but Grizzlies take it 54-51. to It's one of those things where if you're the Grizzlies, you're really, really happy with how things are going. Wizards District, however, Sitting at 2-5, and five, just not doing enough to get the job done. Looking at the box score and uh, looking at the team. And, and of course, let's, let's, give, let's not forget what happened with Wizards District. You know, they had player of the year last year. And then before this season, they lose him to suspension. So, obviously, that put them uh, kind of uh, behind the fold a little bit. And that hurt them. So, it's tough to really come back from that. Now, looking at uh, player of the game for the Grizzlies. I'm going to give it to our guy, Vandy. You know, Authentic had an okay game, but it wasn't one of his best, and Vandy stepped up in the absence. 16 points, three or two rebounds, five assists, three steals, four turnovers isn't great, four fouls isn't great, but overall, very solid from him. Also, he was very efficient in 7 of 12 and 2 of 5 from 3. Looking at the Wizards, uh, the player that really shined for them, it's who we talked about. Uh, Reese DeGod was solid. But actually, the guy I'm going to give the nod to is Gilly with 8 points, 13 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, and just one foul, just one turnover. All that while being 4 of 6. Very efficient basketball from Gilly. And think about the Wizards. If they could consistently get good play from him, add Reese DeGod and Dave Fry in, and, and you've got some pieces but uh, Demon JT, for example, only eight points, only two assists from your starting point guard. You need more production if you're going to win basketball games. Game number two on the slate, we have Raptors Uprising GC taking on Magic Gaming. And this one, let's just say, was not pretty from the get-go. Talk about a first half being strong. 22-10 to 10 was the Magic's advantage in that first quarter. 14-5. to 5. After or was the advantage in the second quarter. You're talking 36 to 15. You want to win a basketball game? You need to be better than that uh, in the first half. Because think about that. It's tough enough to come back in a game, but to be down by that many points that early on, you'd have to play perfect basketball on both ends to find a way to really come back from that slow of a start. Obviously, uh, it wasn't just one player, but you definitely saw some struggles there. Now, the Magic came into this week uh, coming off of a bye week. And so, with that being said, they had multiple weeks to really uh, kind of examine what went wrong in their recent 36-point loss to the Warriors. And that was in uh, week number five. And it's tough to come back from that, but you have to find a way. And and in, in this week, they did so. Now, it was early and often that the Magic were able to really take over this game. Raptors struggled early and often. And again, we talked about this, but 15-4 uh, to four was the initial lead. In This is just the first half of the first quarter. So let that sink in and how early on this game felt like it might be over. Now, second half was very, very similar. You got Magic Gaming able to really put their stranglehold on this game. Now, they let up a little bit on defense. I, I definitely saw that in that second half, and that was uh, unfortunate. But at the same time, they were so good offensively, it didn't even matter. They were able to take a 28-point lead uh, at one point in this game. If that tells you how this game went, your final score, we're not going to touch too much in this game. Final score, though, 72-50. to Magic Gaming beat up on Raptors Uprising. The only quarter... Where you really saw the Raptors do much was the third quarter, and I think a lot of that was just the magic more so than it was the Raptors being uh, dominant in any way. As far as player of the game, we got to give the nod to King Cam Royalty. Nice double double, 17 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, only two fouls, and only two turnovers. Very solid effort from him. Looking over to the Raptors side of the ball, we do give a nod to Sick, 11 points, eight rebounds. Two assists, four steals, although five turnovers. And add to that, how about Doza, their point guard? Five turnovers as well. Doza had a nice double-double, but the turnovers were crucial, and they really hurt them. 14 turnovers to just 11 for Magic. As far as assists are concerned, it was actually pretty close. Raptors only lost that battle by one, but it did not make a difference in the end. Now we have Wizards District, their second game of the week, taking on Celtics crossover 
Very similar to the first Wizards game, this was a very good matchup. A close contest, and uh, you hope to see more of these because you want to get close matchups from start to finish that you can really dive into and really get invested in. It's tougher when you have games like that Magic Raptors game where it's such a blowout. I mean, it's a little tough to watch. You almost feel bad for some of these teams when, when things are so lopsided. Now, I would say, and this is actually something they said on 2K's website, but one of the most entertaining games we've seen this season was this game between the Celtics and the Wizards. Uh, and if and if you want to know why that is, how about this? With just a minute to go, not even a minute, actually less than that, uh, crossover was up by three points. And, and the Wizards, despite having many opportunities to find a way to score, just could not do it. And then you have Reese to God. Uh, so there was a timeout. Reese to God comes out, had a great game, gets a dunk, gets fouled. And at that point, it's a one point game. And you know what happens at that point? Reese misses the free throw to tie it up. So, so ridiculous. Um, and, and unfortunately, that was really all she wrote. Now, Wizards District, uh, unfortunately, could not get stops. Profusion was able to get a wide-open three. And like we said, that is all she wrote and ultimately what ended up costing them. Now, if you look at what was able to really get the job done for Celtics, OFAB was huge in that first half, was able to really take over for stretches, whether it be setting other guys up, whether it be getting his own offense. He was very solid and actually finished the game with 23 points. Now, for Wizards District, we talk about how good Reese DeGott is at times. He was in the first game. And and while they were really, really solid, uh, he got a good effort from Dave Fry as well. It it just wasn't going to get the job done in this game. Celtics just played a, a very good team game. Now, player of the game for the Celtics, got to give it to the guy we talked about, OFAB. 23 points was solid. But how about this? Three rebounds, 13 assists, and a steal, just two turnovers. Great night for him. Shout out also to no autographs who had a double-double at 14 and 12. For the Wizards, I was very impressed with Reese DeGod, but also Gilly and Dayfry. I'm going to, instead of giving MVPs, we're going to give a, kind of a, an LVP in this one. Uh, user pick one of four, Demon JT one of three. Not enough to get the job done. You had some pretty good overall shooting, but 10 turnovers to just, or actually to nine for the Celtics was actually pretty close and tied for assists. So the normal statistics we look at that are going to determine this game really didn't work in this one. Unfortunately, it ended up hurting the Wizards, but a close game nonetheless. If you missed this one, make sure you check out Twitch or YouTube. You really want to tune in to what was one of the best games so far on the season. Player of the game in this one, we give it to Kenny Got Work. 27 points for the Raptors, including three rebounds, five assists, six steals, just two turnovers. Looking at the Grizz side of things, you know, Vandy stepped up a little bit, but just not enough. You know, you got 12 points, nine rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, although four turnovers for Authentic African. He's the guy we really want to take a look at there, but ultimately, we need more points from Authentic African if we're going to win games, if you're the Grizzlies. Vandy needs to step up. You know, 12.7 assists is nice, but you need, uh, I guess, just more of a complete effort. They lost the turnover battle. They lost the assist battle. And no shock, they ended up losing this one. But a very competitive game. 60-56 to 56 Raptors take this one in a close one. And actually, really, it was the first half. I, I want to give a, a quick look at this. In the first quarter, 20 to 12, Raptors take it. Second quarter, 19 to 9, the Grizz take it. I mean, that really tells you the story of this game. It was a good back and forth. This was a good example of what the 2K League is, uh, really, for the most part, as far as getting good runs. You get a good back and forth in a lot of these close matchups, and this game was no different. Last game of night number one was Warriors Gaming taking on Pacers Gaming. And as was the theme of night number one, we got good matchups. We got good play and close games. And this one was the same. Now, you know, we talked earlier about how the Warriors have had some really huge wins and have been a really solid team. One of the better teams in the league uh, coming into this game. But Pacers are right there too, have also been one of the best teams in the league. So you really 
it, this is one of those pick em games. It could go either way. So a lot of it's going to depend on who has the better night. Now, uh, Beast Move has been one of the players that we've really been impressed with. Really good shooter, and a lot of it's been he, he's able to play defense as well. And we saw both those things in this game. Now, he was up against Pacers Swizzerk, and honestly, he did a fantastic job on the defensive end. So now you're talking about good offense, good defense. Some people say maybe Beast Move is the best shooting guard that, that we see right now in the NBA 2K League. That's going to be something to watch for. Now, as far as uh, other players that really had good nights in this one, Type was was very solid, got a nice double-double. And a big part of that, obviously, was rebounds. Not necessarily jumping off the page points-wise, but he was able to get the job done. Rebounding, though, was a huge, huge difference in this game. 29-13 to 13, uh, was the difference as far as rebounding is concerned. And, and that makes a huge difference as far as if you're trying to win the game. Now, I would say the Warriors came into this one with a solid idea of what they wanted to do on the defensive end to limit the Pacers and their offense. And, and a lot of that's going to be who you have in the game uh, as far as roster and who actually, the five guys that are going to play in night in, night out. Now, because of that, the Warriors definitely looked like the better team. And if you're able to get those stops, plus you're able to continue to be so dominant on offense, that tells you a lot. Now, looking at the Pacers side of the ball, they had really been playing well. But in this game, it just seemed like they didn't have the answers for what the Warriors brought to the table. Especially defensively, uh, the Warriors really had the Pacers figured out. Scouting is so important when it comes to the 2K League, and the Warriors showed that here. Uh, going on, now Swizzerk, that's their guy. One of the one of the main cogs to what the Pacers are doing. And he led the team with 14 points. That's You know what I'm saying? That, that tells you kind of how this game went as far as offense versus defense was concerned. And again, they got out-rebounded by so much, it's not shocking that they ended up losing this one, albeit a close matchup as far as score was concerned. 52-47 is your final. Warriors Gaming takes out Pacer Gaming. Now for the Warriors squad, player of the game goes to type. 13 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, Four fouls, though, but only a single turnover, which is good to see. Six of 11, very efficient. You liked what you got from him. Over on the Pacers' side of things, you know, we mentioned Swizzerk leading the way with 14 points. Not exactly stuff in the stat sheet, so we're going to give the, the nod for the Pacers, the guy you want to watch out for, Ramo. 11 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal and a block. Although three turnovers, definitely not ideal. We look at the telling stats of turnovers versus assists and you know what surprisingly on both accounts the Pacers actually won the battle so less turnovers they had more assists but it was actually I take that back they had more or less turnovers but they were short on the assists and that made a big difference but ultimately and we don't talk about this too much but rebounds was the difference 29 to 13 we talked about that earlier Really going to be tough to win a basketball game when you struggle that much on the glass. And that's going to do it for the action of night number one in week seven. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the NBA 2K League Show, your source for all things NBA 2K League. Away we go with night number two of week seven. And the unfortunate part, after week or after night number one, Games, let's just say, weren't as competitive overall, although this game wasn't too shabby. The one thing I will say, the first quarter pretty much tells the story of the entire game, and we've we've noticed uh, that's happened in a number of games this season where you go into it and the first quarter kind of sets the stage for the final score. Now, Hawks' talent uh, came off their bye week coming into week seven. So they were hoping that the practices they got and the scouting that they did really was able would be able to pay off against the Warriors gaming squad. Warriors gaming playing very, very good basketball right now. Obviously looked good on week or on night number one, have looked good throughout the season and are one of the better teams. Hawks, a little bit more of a mixed bag as they're sitting at five hundred. And so you go into this game thinking it's going to be close, but ultimately, I guess I kind of felt like the Warriors were going to take this one. So watching through it, the Hawks, we talked about the importance of scouting, and it seemed like they really came into this game saying to themselves, we want Dapoy shots 
to take over in this game. You saw a lot from him. And and on top of that, if you're the Hawks, if you can get him going and if he sets the stage on the offensive end, it's tough for the Hawks to lose the game. We've seen that a number of times. This game was no different. Now, we talked about how important the first quarter was, but the first half in general, how about this? Dapoy shots 25 points in that first half to really set things up for the Hawks to start to, to find a way to win this one. Now, interestingly enough, now they, they actually traded for Mr. Styles, and they're hoping to bring him in at point guard and hopefully set the, set the tone for the second half of the season. And with that bye week, it set them up nicely because they were able to get some practice in and they were able to, as a team, work through trying to get better as far as chemistry is concerned. And you really saw it in this one. Ultimately, we talk about how incredible the first half was for that boy shots, but you want to talk about uh, that boy shots. He's able to do what he does. If you add in defense, which you were able to get from players in this one, plus Arsenal and how good he is inside, the sky's the limit for a Hawks team that is after this game, able to uh, you know boast a positive record. Now, looking at the Warriors, you wonder uh, what's going to happen with him. Now, I, some people in this season didn't expect much out of this Warriors team. I, I actually think they've been incredible, and they've definitely outperformed what most people thought. You go into this Hawks team, and how about this? Now, the Hawks, they actually hadn't won a game since May 1st. So we talked about the importance of a bye week, and... You, you saw the difference here. You take that time off, and how you use it is going to tell us uh, how the game is going to go. Now, uh, one thing that we noticed is Jin, for example, wasn't able to get the job done, as at least as much as we've seen in some games. Beast move did not show up. So you go off of one game where you're talking about him as one of the best players in the league, and, and you just didn't see it in this one. In fact, he almost had more turnovers than points. I think that tells you a lot about how this game went. Your final score in this one is 48 to 40 Hawks definitely the more prepared team won it 16 to 6 again in that first quarter <clears throat> the rest of the way they were pretty pretty much even but if you fall behind by that much you need to go on a run of your own and unfortunately for the Warriors they were not able to ever do that now for the Hawks player of the game I'm going to give the nod to Dapboy shots with 33 points two rebounds and that's that's actually surprisingly that's really all he did and I say all loosely it's just that in many games you see a lot of other stats from people. Uh, but that was pretty much what he was able to accomplish. Very solid game from him. Over on the Warriors' side, nice double-double from type. 16 points, 15 rebounds, 4 steals, and a block. Very efficient, 8 of 12 from the field as well. So good game all around from the Hawks, who were very, very prepared, and it showed. Next up on game or night number 2, Magic taking on 76ers, and Magic, this is their second game of the week, coming to this game strong. The first quarter starts off uh, not slow for either team, but you definitely saw a difference uh, in the first quarter, much closer than you had in any of the other quarters. So both teams really came into this game hoping to uh, gain some ground and uh, pick up some wins. You know, the 76ers floating right around that 500 mark, Magic the same. And so both teams, I would say this is a must-win game. And and some people, you know, you watch this game, and ultimately the 76ers are a goofy team. I came into this season expecting more from them. And, and one thing, I saw this pointed out, but a good way to describe this game, someone said, was that the Magic honestly embarrassed the 76ers. And we talked about how night number one was so incredibly competitive and the next two weren't as much. And this game was another example of that. Now, if you're talking about specifics, uh, just to go over a few things, Toxic, uh, the shooting guard, pay, uh, was the player that was actually traded for. Now, uh, Toxic was really, really good as far as the defense was concerned. We Embarrassed was the right word for it, and, and Radiant, a player that you really expect more from, only able to get six points as a result of Toxic locking him down and making sure to take him out of the game. Much like we talked about in that Hawks game, the Magic shined on the defensive end, were very, very prepared, clearly more prepared than the 76ers were for this game, which is unfortunate. Both these teams coming into the game, same record, both looking to 
find a way to get a win and right the ship, and it just wasn't meant to be for 76ers. Now, again, in the first quarter, both teams came out swinging, and you got a nice 16-13 to effort. Magic were up. But then quarter two, 19-8. to uh, Quarter four, 19-10. to So you just had too many lopsided quarters for 76ers to stand a chance in this one. Final score, 68-50. to uh, I do think it's worth watching if you missed this one. I still think it's worth watching to check out. Uh, player of the game for the Magic, Reezy, just looked so good in this game. Very efficient, 7 of 12, 4 of 6 from 3, 20 points, 15 assists. We have not seen a big assist game like that much this season from players. 15 assists, though, getting the job done. He had a rebound and a steal to add to it. Four turnovers, no fouls. So we talk about how good... Uh, some of the defense was in this game, and they were able to play good defense while still uh, not fouling overly. They did have double the fouls of the 76ers, but I think part of that was just how much more aggressive they were, and I think it showed. Radiant, six points, only three of five. You got to do more than that if you're Radiant. Player, the player we liked from 76ers in this blowout loss, though, was Steez with 19 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and a block. But ultimately, 76ers just did not look good in this game. Magic were the much more prepared team. And if, if you watch the game, you will see that. You will see that early. You will see that often. Looking at the 76ers, you wonder what their next step is. Now, they dropped to 500 on the season. Uh, uh, you heard, uh, so they, they actually at one point went to a timeout. And a, a good example of, the struggles for the 76ers, they, you could hear their head coach, uh, Jeff Terrell, and he said to the team, start trying. I mean, what does that tell you about a, a squad? Uh, early on in the season, you kind of felt like maybe there would be a coach that would tell the Wolves gaming that. You know, we, there was, that was a team that really struggled, and making a change at the coach was a difference maker, I would say, for that squad. Uh, wonder if there's going to be some changes for the 76ers. When your coach is telling you, where's the effort? Uh, what is that? I mean, what is that going to do for you? Uh, you talk about uh, having points and having turnovers. Radiant, the same amount of points as he had turnovers. I mean, that's that's rough to say the least. And and things need to change for 76ers if they're going to have any chance. As far as the Magic are concerned, they are trending upwards, much like we talk about that Hawks GC team. You've got a few teams that are, are to be reckoned with. And I would say at this point, we are getting some of the best 2K League basketball that we have seen in the in the two seasons. And certain teams are trending upwards, a few teams trending downwards, but you're definitely starting to get more competitive basketball. More teams are able to win on a nightly basis. Game number three on night two, we have Blazer Gaming taking on Pacers Gaming. of this game, if you're going to take one thing away from this game, we talk about the importance of turnovers. Pacers had 18 turnovers. Let that sink in. And Blazers had just 10. So let's take a look at the game and how that went. But you talk about a, a, t- a stat that's so telling, and turnovers are just that. Now, in the first quarter, you had a good back and forth, and Blazer 5 were able to take a 14-12 to 12 advantage to go into that second quarter. Very good matchup in the second as well. Now, the Blazers were able to play an inside-out style of basketball. They were able to get uh, paint points. Eventually, they were able to work it outside, get open shots from three. And I think that's a good style of play. You find a way to make teams have to try to stop you inside and out. Not every team's able to do that. You need someone that's really good in the post, and you need three-point shooting. Blazers are set up so nicely, and there's a reason why in the season they are now 9-1. and one. When you have Mama, I'm that man able to hit the threes, you have good post play. One Wild Walnut is an absolute stud. There's reasons why Blazers are so good and why they were award winners last year as far as One Wild Walnut and Mama are concerned. Now, going into the half, 31-28, to 28, we talk about how important the first half can be, and Pacers showed that, but at the same time, it's not enough. You have to play complete games. You go into that third quarter, you get a nice three early on from Mama I'm Dat Man. On top of that, Blazer 5, really good defense. And all of a sudden, you're talking about now we have an eight-point lead for Blazer 5. That t- extends to a 13-point lead as we're 
coming to a close of that third quarter. Fourth quarter was more of the same. Honestly, it just was never in question in the second half that Blazer 5 were the better team. Final score, 66-52. to And unfortunately, another game that just was not that close. And, and you almost might argue that 14 points is actually closer than the game really was as Blazer 5 pretty much won this game start to finish. Looking at the player of the game for Blazer 5, I'm going to give the nod to Mama I'm Dat Man. 30 points, 6 assists, a steal, uh, just 3 turnovers, but also a shout to One Wild Walnut with the double-double, 21-10. and 10. For the Pacers, the player I liked, Ramo, kind of was flirting with a triple-double. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, a block, and just 2 turnovers, but ultimately not enough as Pacers fall. Last game of the night, we have what looked to be one of the best games of the night, actually, and that was Celtics Crossover Gaming taking on Knicks Gaming. First quarter was all Celtics. They were able to get out to a really solid lead, 13-7. And then, actually, after first quarter, it was 27-18. to Now, looking at how they did that, it was a combination of three-point shots, easy dunks. They were able to get what they wanted in that first quarter. And we've noticed the trend as the season has progressed that that first quarter in many games decides the game. Uh, Is this going to be one of those games is what I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching this. Now, second quarter was not a a lot better for the Knicks, unfortunately. Celtics really were solid, able to hit more three-pointers, which is such a determining factor in a lot of these games. Now, Knicks gaming call a timeout, and that is halfway through the second quarter. And at that point, they were down 15 points. So they had to do whatever they could to try to right the ship to get themselves back into this ball game. Now, it seemed to work as they were able to score five unanswered points. And then eventually, it's now a 10-point lead at halftime. Big reason that Celtics were able to get everything in that first half. Profusion was dominant. 24 points in that first half. He was able to hit uh, efficiently from the field, including from deep where he was Five of nine from three. Now, as far as the Knicks were concerned, they got a pretty good effort in that first half from original Malik, but not efficient. And that's the big difference between what he was able to do and what Profusion was able to do. And that tells you a big reason why the game was going the way that it was in that first half. Second half, the Knicks woke up. It was definitely a much better performance from them in that third quarter. They were able to slowly break down that lead, getting it at one point to eight points eventually getting it down to five points. And really, I am Adam the first was able to uh, do his part towards the end of that third period to make sure it stayed at five going into the fourth quarter. Now, he was able to continue that momentum in the fourth quarter and hits a three, hits it, hits a two, or sorry, hits a three, is able to get the lead to two points. Now, Celtics fight back once again, as they normally do in most of these games. You see back and, you know, teams make runs, and this was no different. Uh, Celtics were able to hit a three of their own, and actually were able to, halfway through the fourth, able to get their lead back up to eight points. So, is that it, or were we going to get one last run from Knicks Gaming? They made it close. They fought till the end, but unfortunately, it was not enough as Celtics end up winning 81-75. to Ultimately, the slow start for the Knicks is what cost them in this game. If they were able to play the way they did in that second half the entire game, we might be telling a different story. But unfortunately, they weren't, and we are not. Looking at the player of the game, Celtics, got to give it to OFAB. Huge double-double, 24 points, 17 dimes, 3 steals, he did have four turnovers, but man, 17 to 4 as an assist to turnover ratio is really solid. 10 of 18 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, 2 of 3 from the free throw line. Go get it, OFAB. Very solid performance from him. As far as the Knicks are concerned, you had a couple guys with double doubles. Uh, I'm going to give the player of the game nod to I am Adam. 19 points, 3 rebounds, 12 assists, 2 steals, just 2 fouls, and 4 turnovers. So not as efficient, of course, as OFAB was, but still a very solid effort from I.M. Adam. Hopefully these two teams can take this momentum forward. The Knicks, of course, uh, come into this game one win. 
I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say their season is basically over. Uh, Celtics crossover, they came into this game sitting uh, a little bit below 500. Maybe they have enough in the tank to make one final run at the playoffs. That does it for night number two. And up next, we have the final batch of games from this week. All right, so first game of night number three, and we have an interesting game, and I think this game specifically really demonstrates what we've been talking about this week in the recaps, and that the first quarter is king. Now, Cavs Legion taking on the Hawks, and it's an interesting thing because if you just look at the box score, nothing else, so just the box score in the quarter-by-quarter breakdowns, it was 24-7. to after the first quarter, Cavs Legion was up. So let that sink in. 24 to 7. Absolutely dominating, right? I mean, just just a huge first quarter for Cavs Legion. Uh so now they were trying to get they come into this game trying to get their third win in a row, which would take them over five hundred. They're trying to get to six and five on the season. And how about this? We talk about how dominant they were in that first quarter. A twelve to zero run is what started the game. 7 of 7 from the field. Hawks just had nothing. Turning the ball over, they were 9 turnovers. How about that? 9 turnovers in the first quarter before the Cavs had a single one. That is why you're down 24 to 7 after the first quarter ends. I mean, just <laughs> not much more to say about that. But at that point, now you go into the second quarter and the and the Heat were a completely different team. You saw that on both ends of the both ends of the basketball, and they were able to get the lead back down to just 13 uh, going into halftime. Third quarter, more of the same. They went on another run. The Hawks did 11-0, and just like that, it's a one-point game. Cavs Legion barely holding on by a thread. But here's the problem: that was the last we heard from the Hawks. Not that they played poorly the rest of the game, but they just didn't have enough left in the tank after that first quarter. I mean, this is why we talk about the importance of how you start the game. You have to start out strong, or this can happen. And it's so difficult when you're down by a ton. Anyone that plays 2K, whether you're playing against other people, whether you're playing against the computer, it doesn't matter. If you are down by a large enough margin, it's so difficult to find a way to get back because you got to get stops, you got to score, and you basically have no room for error. And ultimately, the first quarter is what cost the Hawks. Final score in this one, 64-55. to Hawks, really a solid team at times, but you need a complete game if you're going to win in the 2K League. Over to the Cavs side of things, we are going to give the player of the game nod to Strainer. 26 points, 1 rebound, 2 assists. Not necessarily stuff in the stat sheet, but 26 points on 11 of 16 shooting, 100% from 3. We will take that every day of the week. As far as the Hawks are concerned, uh, pretty valiant effort from Arsenal as usual. 17 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, just a single turnover, and just a single foul. Only missed one shot. So let that sink in. A very solid performance from him. And the Hawks do come up short. Next game on the list, we have Kings Guard Gaming taking on Mavs Gaming. And I got to be honest. There's not much to talk about in this game, but if you want to see what was one of the most dominating performances we've ever seen in NBA 2K League, I suggest, again, you log, take a look at Twitch, take a look at YouTube, watch these games, or watch the highlights, but it's, it's definitely worth seeing. Uh, Mavs Gaming, wire to wire in this game, they move to 10-0. and 0. Uh, Just let that sink in. They still have not lost a single game after this one. I, I mean, pretty impressive if you ask me. Now, some people have said that their schedule has not been that difficult. That's part of it. And so this. some people felt like this was one of the uh, tougher teams that Mavs have played. You wouldn't know it from the score as the Mavs started the game hitting the force, their first 14 of 16 shots. So they were absolutely dominant starting from start to finish. As we said, this was a wire-to-wire victory. Now, they were able to get a 13 uh, point advantage as the uh, we were about three minutes in to the first quarter. Now, the, the Kings did fight back just a little bit. It was a nine-point game at halftime, but it never got any closer than that the rest of the game. And the Mavs in that second half 
one thing you notice with them is sometimes they come out strong in the in the second half, and this was no different. Some teams kind of falter a little bit. We've had some games this week where teams had big leads at halftime, and they faltered a bit in the third. That was not the case for the Mavs, who came out swinging, able to uh, really do a great job on offense. But on top of that, a part of the reason why this was such a blowout law or such a blowout win for the Mavs, their defense was really really good, and they were able to stop BP consistently in this game. I mean, they really held him in check. And as a result, final score in this one, Mavs take it 69-40. to An absolute blowout. Taking a look at the, the quarter by quarter, so so 19-14, to the Cavs win the first quarter. 15-11, to they win the second quarter. We talked about them coming out of halftime and really looking dominant. 15-4 to in quarter three, 20-11 to in quarter four. Kings were never in this game. But 15-4 to in the third quarter, Wow. Super impressed by Mavs Gaming. Kingsguard, hopefully this is just a, uh, a a bump in the road for them because they've been really solid this year. Player of the game for the Mavs, got to give it to Dimes. 29 points, 10 assists, a steal and a block, just four turnovers, no fouls. And he was very efficient, 13 of 16 from the field. As far as Kingsguard Gaming is concerned, we did have a nice performance from Worthing Colt with the double-double, 10 points, 11 rebounds, an assist, and a steal. So not too shabby there, and he was also an efficient 5 of 9. But again, your final score in this one, 69-40. to 40, Mavs beat Kings Guard Gaming. First of three games left on the schedule, and if you want to watch a game that will make you uh, question certain things, I promise you want to watch this next one. It was Cavs Legion taking on T-Wolves Gaming, and this is probably the worst collapse we've ever seen in a 2K League game. I mean, it was, if you are a fan of either of these two teams, you either left this game very depressed or or laughing and very pleased. Now, uh, Cavs Legion, they were the team, uh, I would say it's been a mixed bag for Cavs Legion on the season, but mostly good. T-Wolves Gaming, mostly bad. They have been more, They have been better since they got their coach changed. I think that had a, a, a pretty big difference on them, and you've definitely seen a better squad. But they still come into this game sitting at 3-5, and five, so they're still below 500. There's a lot of talent on that team, and so I don't know that I don't know what's going to happen with them, but I, I think if they're going to make a run, it's got to happen now. And so they come into this game trying to take out a Cavs Legion team that is over 500, albeit just one game, but definitely uh, a, a better squad throughout the season so far than T-Wolves Gaming has been. Now... Looking at how this game went, uh, early on, the Cavs were just not really in it. At halftime, just to give you an example, 43-22 to 22 was the score. And, I mean, that's pretty big. And how about this? Uh, 22 points for Jay Money, uh, T-Wolves. That was the guy they actually traded for a few weeks back, for anyone that didn't remember that. And he was able to really just get to the basket anytime he wanted to. And you saw... Savage, the uh, Cavs point guard, it just wasn't his game. Turnovers, wasn't able to get stops. There was a lot to there was a lot to like for Teal's gaming, and the Cavs just didn't seem in it. And you really felt like you almost felt like this game was over uh, early on. You started to wonder where the team was that had recently uh, earlier in the night played the Hawks and played them well. So the second half starts up though, and this was where the Cavs started to uh, try to make a, a comeback. Now, O'Leary was able to uh, really do a solid job at that center position. Uh, he actually was pretty good inside the paint, and, and that was going to be pretty important for the Cavs if they were going to find a way to win this one. Uh, Strainer, we talked about how Savage uh, struggled in that first half, but Savage stepped up a little bit in the second half. Strainer was able to do a little bit, uh, but really the, the guy that won this or found a way to get them back into this game was all hell Trey. Now, in the second half, uh, he was able to shine. He actually ended the game with 22 points, and he's able to get five steals. How about that? Now, uh, the big thing was the uh, first half, how how good the Wolves were, it was the complete opposite in that second half for the most part. But really, it was just one quarter, the fourth. Uh, going over the breakdown here, look at this. 24-13, to T-Wolves Gaming are up in the first quarter, after the first. Uh, second quarter, 19-9, to the T-Wolves take it. Now, Cavs Legion take the third quarter 20-15, to 15, and so it's a, it's a little bit of a comeback. But this game, you're going to that fourth quarter. There's only six minutes left, and you're feeling like this thing's over. And it was still a huge lead with around three minutes to go. And the T-Wolves, 
I just don't know what they were doing. I don't know how you blow the kind of lead they had with as little time was left on the clock. Honestly, it fe- if you're watching it, you're sitting here saying to yourself, did you lose on per like you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where you felt like if you just held the ball and 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 really valued the ball with your possessions and took time off the clock, you win the game by default. I mean, just be smart with the basketball. Just be smart with how you run your offense, how you run your defense, and and they just couldn't do it. Uh, it was absolutely incredible, uh, as one person put it, improbable comeback. And and honestly, it really should have been impossible. And it, there's no reason this should have happened. T Wolves should be ashamed uh, losing this game. They end up losing it 65 to 64. And of course, we talked about Hall Hell Trey playing well, and he got the game winning dunk. I mean, very frustrating if you're a T Wolves fan. Again, you're you're very pleased if you're a Cavs Legion fan. If you want to watch this historic collapse, and I think you should, because you know I think Cavs Legion deserves. Uh, how hard they fought in this one, but also T-Wolves, shame on you. Oof, not great. And I think this game is a kind of a shows off what their season has been like. It's not been good for T-Wolves Gaming in their inaugural year in the league. For the Cavs Legion, got to give a shout-out and player of the game nod to All Hail Trey who hit that game winner. 22 points, 2 rebounds, an assist, 5 steals, 1 block, just a single turnover, and an efficient 9 of 15. Surprisingly, All Hail Trey... No three-pointers. He was 0-3 in this one. As far as the T-Wolves gaming are concerned, I got to give a shout-out to Jay Money, the man they traded for a few weeks ago. 31 points, a rebound, three assists, two steals, but six turnovers. Yikes. And as a team, how about that's 20 turnovers? You're, you want to you win a basketball game? You don't do it turning the ball over 20 times. Cavs Legion, only 14 turnovers, and Cavs actually won the assist battle as well by a single. Uh, surprisingly, we've seen some earlier games this week where rebounding was a key factor. Uh, Wolves were dominant on the glass, 21 to nine. Honestly, you take the you turn the ball over 20 times. Clearly, you don't value that basketball, and that's going to bite you every single time. Again, your final score in this game, 65-64. Cavs Legion takes it. Also, fourth quarter. By the way, we talked about the importance of the first quarter, but you still got to show up the rest of the game. 23 to 6, the Cavs Legion won that fourth quarter. Really, really depressing for uh, T Wolves Gaming. And uh, it's, it's starting to look like it's too little too late for them, sitting at 3 and 6. Two more games on the list for this week, starting off with Blazer 5 Gaming and Kings Guard Gaming. Kings Guard, I don't know what's happening, but this was not a good night for them. Uh, looking at this game specifically, we talked about earlier how they had a really uh, a poor game and BP got shut down. Uh, this game was much of the same. Blazer 5, now granted, Blazer 5 has one loss on the season. They are an incredible team. But you really thought that King's Guard was good as well, and they did not show it here. Now, you watch this one, and they... Think about this. If you're Blazer 5 Gaming, you're playing as good as you are, and you're not, even the, you're not even the leading team because the Mavs are undefeated. So you have to find a way to continue to win and just hope that one of these times Mavs Gaming, they just don't get the job done, and you're able to move up that list. Now, Blazer 5, they've been great. Every, it seems like game in and game out for the most part. And really, you don't have uh, teams that have upset them. There have been a couple other teams that have, have struggled at times, but they really are pretty consistent. Just like last year, you're getting solid performances. Now, as far as uh, the Kings are concerned, this week really sets them back. Uh, they they finished the week 7-4. and four. They do end up losing this game. Now, here's the thing. You know what hurts? when you play the number one and the number two teams on the same day. So let's not just rip the Kings. That's a really tough schedule. But I think it also tells you that they are in a tier below. They are definitely not in that same area as Blazer 5 and the Mavs. It's definitely a step below. And and that's something that, uh, you know, it's, it's okay if you're the Kings. You, you, wanna, you just want to be in it as far as the playoffs are concerned so that you can maybe make a run. But right now they look like they are just uh, not in that same echelon as some of the top teams. Uh, taking a look at the player of the game for Blazer 5, I'm going to give the nod to One Wild Walnut. 10 points, 19 rebounds. Yeah, let that sit in. 19 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, just 3 turnovers, and a very efficient 5 of 8 shooting. 
As far as Kingsguard Gaming, unfortunately, it was not their night, as we said. But Worthing Colt put on a nice performance. Eight points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, four steals, a block, just two turnovers. Although five fouls is not exactly ideal. Again, Kingsguard foul, fall, uh, another blowout, unfortunately, for them. Blazer 5 takes it 66-48. to We now have the last game on the schedule for this week. Mavs Gaming taking on 76ers GC. And this game did not disappoint. 76ers looking to get out of 500 and move to 5-4. and four. Mavs looking to stay undefeated. Now, early on in the game, the Sixers were able to hit some shots, especially from the three-point line. They were also able to get some turnovers. And how about this? First possession, the Mavs turned the ball over. So you wonder, is that an omen for this, the rest of this game? Uh, it, it's very interesting. And how about this? 7 to nothing is the early run for 76ers GC. They came in to play spoiler. They said to themselves, we're going to find a way to upset this Mavs team. At least early on, it sure looked that way. Now, Mavs, of course, came back because when you're undefeated, you don't just go quietly into the night, and they did not. They were able to get uh, a few shots to cut the lead. It is now two points. Mavs Gaming then tied the game as they are halfway through the first. 76ers, though, clearly showed early in this game that they were here to find a way to win. And then after that run by the Mavs, they went on a run of their own, and it is now 19-11 to after one quarter. Dimes in that second, though, able to hit a nice three, and eventually they cut that lead to just three points. Pee Ballin, one of our favorite players on this show, gets a dunk, and just like that, it is now a one-point game. Mavs able to find a way to get a lead for the first time in this one, and that is with just under a minute to go in the first half. At halftime, 32-29, to they are up. They won that second quarter 21-10, and 15 points in that first half for Dimes, who uh, earlier in the week uh, already had one solid game, looking to have another. Second half, runs, runs, runs. And 76ers started off early, getting a run of their own, uh, much like you saw from the Mavs in that second quarter and the 76ers in the first. And you had a ZDS three-point shot who, by the way, threw three quarters in this game, ZDS with 29 points. That's not a typo, 29 points. And it is 51-47 after a solid performance from him and the Sixers. They have the lead going into that fourth quarter. Now, going into the final quarter, Gradient, one of the guys you expect a lot from, uh, was hadn't really done a whole lot, but he able to hit a three-pointer in the beginning stages of the fourth, and just like that, there's a little breathing room for the Sixers. He hits another three halfway through the fourth, and all of a sudden the lead is nine points, and if you're the Mavs, you're starting to get a little scared that this could be where you take a loss. Sixers then really found a way to finish strong and ultimately take the victory with the surprise Mavs have their first loss of the season, 74-68. The 76ers win it. It was a tale of runs. And unfortunately for the Mavs, they really only had one. And after that, it was the 76ers' runs and then finding a way to maintain their lead. 74-68 again is the final. 76ers hand the Mavs their first loss. We talk about, again, the performance that first quarter. Mavs down 19-11. to Now, historically this season, they've done a really good job of fighting back, and they did that in quarter two. But then to struggle in quarter three and then not have enough to finish a comeback in quarter four, and that's all she wrote. 76ers, player of the game, got to give it to ZDS. 39 points, just one assist, but three steals, no turnovers, 15 of 25 from the field, 9 of 17 from three. That deserves some claps. What a great performance from ZDS. For Mavs Gaming, really good, solid effort from PP Ballin. 22 points, 15 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, just two turnovers, one miss from the field. Very solid effort from PP Ballin. Uh, a few other guys stepped up, but ultimately it was not enough as they do fall and get their first loss of the season. Now we'll take a look uh, after we've gone through the recaps now. Let's take a look at the standings for the season. At 21st, you have Pistons GT, 1-8 and eight on the season. Lakers 20th at 1-8. and eight. Knicks 1-7 and seven at 19th. You have Wizards District Gaming, 2-6, and six, 18th. T-Wolves Gaming, 3-6 and six at 17th. Obviously, that's a list of teams that have really struggled this season. 
Heat Check Gaming at 4 and 5, and Grizz Gaming at 4 and 5. You also have Raptors and Celtics. So there's a bit of a logjam there in the middle, kind of in that uh, league average at 4 and 5. One single team at 5 and 5, that is the Bucks at 12. Uh, Hawks Talon, 4 and 4 on the season, sitting at 11th. Jazz Gaming, 4 and 4. And then you have another logjam at 5 and 4. At 987, you have 76ers, the Magic, and Nets GC. Starting at 6, you have Cavs Legion. Pacers, 5 and 3. Cavs, by the way, 7 and 5. So win percentage is the big difference maker there. Kingsguard at 4. Although, again, we talk about how they are definitely a step below that next grouping of teams. Third is Warriors Gaming. And then 1 and 2. Blazer 5 have the 1 spot. Mavs at the 2 spot. Now, what it comes down to here is they have the same record, both 10 and 1. Uh, point differential, though, is the difference maker. Differential, you have 13.1 for Blazer 5. Mavs at 7.9. That's going to be a tough thing to, to really make up. And I think uh, ultimately when it comes when push comes to shove, it could end up being Blazer 5 take that top spot with Mavs close behind. I would be surprised if anyone catches up to either of these two teams, though. You have Warriors and Kings are the closest ones, but you just saw it. Warriors played both of those teams, and that was their chance to move up in the ranks. And unfortunately, they fell. So there it is, Blazer 5 and Mavs Gaming atop the leaderboards at 10-1. and 1. Taking a look at some of the statistics, see who are the leaders on the season. As far as points are concerned, you have Mama I'm That Man at 23.5, and O'Fab and A-Rooks close behind at 22.5 and 22. As far as rebounds, Arsenal's taking the cake, 15.4, uh, but a couple guys on his tail, Hotshot with 14.9, one Wild Walnut with 14. Assists, Ofab, we have him at 13. He's almost two points ahead of the next closest person, which is Mama I'm Dat Man. Jumping down to steals, we'll take a look. You have uh, a few guys that are all right in the mix of things, so we'll go over all five of them. Uh, God of 2K with 3.3. Hotshot with three. This, again, is steals per game. Hazak from Nick's Gaving with three. Shuttles with three. And David three times at 2.9. Four blocks. Much of the same, it's very close. Uh, type from Warriors Gaming leads the way and is tied with Rhea in 1.9. Uh, Yusuf Scarbs at 1.8. And then Plondo and no autographs from Bucks and Celtics, respectively, both at 1.7. Field goal percentage, the leader in the clubhouse, 78.7% for King Cam Royalty. And the next closest guy, Pete B. Ballin at 77.3. Three-point percentage, very impressed with Joseph, 72%. From Pistons GT. Let that sink in how good he's been. And Dapoy shots with 70% for Hawks Talon. I, I got to give a shout to the rest of the guys, though, that are all three of them are over 60%. So Yusuf Scarbs from Kingsguard Gaming at 65.5%. UC Manny from The Magic, 64.3%. And Lottie from Heat Check Gaming, 61.1%. So taking a look at all of that, we'll jump in and end this end of the show with a quick look at the power rankings currently. And you can find these, by the way, on uh, 2kleague.mba.com. That is the place, and that is your official source for uh, any of the 2K League statistics, standings, that sort of thing. At 21, we have Pistons GT. At 20, we have Lakers Gaming. 19 is the Knicks. 18 is the Wizards. 17 is T-Wolves Gaming. No shock after we had gone over the standings. And after those recaps, those are the teams that have definitely struggled. Grizz Gaming at set at 16th. 15th is Raptors Uprising. 14th, you have Hawks Talon GC. Heat Check coming at 13. Jazz at 12. Bucks at number 11. Celtics Crossover at 10th. Nets GC 5-4. and four. By the way, Celtics Crossover, think about this. Uh, four of five, four and five on the season. So they're not yet 500, but they do have some momentum, and so they are in the top ten. Again, Nets GC at number nine, Magic at number eight, Cavs Legion at seven, Kingsguard Gaming. Uh, despite having a, a little bit of a rough week with that tough schedule, they are at six. Pacers at five. You have 76ers sitting at the four spot, Warriors at the three spot, Mavs Gaming at number two, and Blazer five. Taking the cake at number one. They were previously third and having a solid week here, and they continued that really good play, moves them to number one on the list. Now that's going to do it for this week's edition of the NBA 2K League Show. Remember, if you missed any of this show, we are on Dash Radio Wednesdays and Thursdays at 
12 Central Time or 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, you can find us anywhere that great podcasts are found. So Podient, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, the works. And until next week, thanks for joining us. Keep it 2000. From your team's Check first title It's only one quarter till your name hangs with idols Preparations, everything, fundamentals, vital Each game is survival Never Drop be true I ride a music through your town Like the Miami Heat Every weekend, South Beach They be showing us love Got the chill up with the crowd With a